0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of leadership what's on your mind remember we're a podcast to make you stop and think about your leadership journey and we're going to bring amazing people with amazing stories and experts in their field so if you haven't already make sure you hit subscribe on the youtube channel and hit follow on your podcast provider so today i'm super excited we've got sean with us how are you doing sean
1: yeah really well Stuart. yeah
0: so, yeah, really good. We've only recently connected, but we have a very similar background as far as RAF, um, PTI, Physical Training Instructor, Adventure Training Instructor. And um, some of the things you've done um, are, are fit into that amazing inspirational story. So we're going to be able to, to share that. So as I hit the 20 minute timer, we are on a little bit of a timescale here to try and fit this in. Um, Sean, tell us, for the people who don't know who you are, and um, there's a little bit of an evidence behind you, <laughs> if you're if you're watching us on YouTube, but um, just tell people who you are, what you do.
1: Uh, currently, well, my name's Sean Rose, uh, and currently I'm a business owner of uh, Seated Sports, which import sit-ski and adaptive equipment for people with disabilities, skiing and water skiing. Um, I also do a fair bit of guest speaking and public speaking, corporate stuff uh, and schools, but I'm also work with Whisper and uh, Channel Force and going out to, to the Paralympics so there's my my sort of paid employment but uh, my background is uh, to be able to do all that is from skiing I was a double winter Paralympian um, Britain's best male sit skier um, and a world champion water skier as well so lots of things since uh, a, a, an accident which happened in 2000 prior to that like you say I was uh, the same trade as you ETR. Yeah. In
0: the so we're going to go into that story. Um, but to start off with, before we get carried away and miss the two questions that we ask everybody, <laughs> obviously, we hashtag leadership, what's on your mind? What comes to your mind when you hear the word leadership?
1: I think it's the big, big picture is I think it's an ability to get a job done. That's it, it to me. But how you facilitate that um, can come in lots of different ways. And it depends, I think, on the situation, the person, people you are leading. Um, and I think I've been quite fortunate all, all my life to, to be both a, a follower and a, a leader. And, and that's developed through watching people and listening and seeing how they interact with uh, with people. So there different forms of leadership, as we all know um, some good, some not so good. Uh, and, and I think it's that ability to communicate, lead by example, all those sort of buzzwords. Um, but I think in essence, it's the ability to get a job done how you do that depends on the circumstances.
0: Yeah, amazing. You just reminded me about something you said about um, watching and listening. I always say that I had the privilege of facilitating for a number of years in the military. And as you know, the diversity and the levels of which we were able to operate, to just sit back and watch and listen. And, and it's you don't realise how much of a skill that is, because I remember people used to come and look at the groups we took out and then how do you not tell them the answer or how do you not guide them and it's a big skill isn't it just being able to just sit and watch and listen.
1: yeah and in the military we have a rank structure so um one minute you're in charge and the next minute your boss comes in he's in charge and then the next minute his boss comes in and he's in charge so we're, we're always followers and we're always leaders at the same time as you yeah. work through that rank structure um and uh, but you have that ability to re- realise who wants to get the job done, how they're going to do it, but then learn from them and yeah. did they do it correctly, and how how would you do it with your uh, character and your characteristics that you yeah. you uh, have in your communication, social skills. So um, yeah, I'm really privileged in the military to, to be able to listen to them. Yeah.
0: Awesome, so let's stay specifically with you in your leadership journey. Um, are you aware of where your leadership journey started? So whether on reflection or whether it was a, a light bulb moment at the time? And I know we talked before we jumped on about like, how we were recruited into the military and there's some of the skill sets. So how far are we going back for your leadership journey?
1: Um, I, I think life is a, a leadership journey. Yeah. Uh, in, in general, I think it starts at young age, you know, from um, how your parents bring you up. Um, uh, my mum sort of was that person that mollycoddled me a little bit. My dad was the one that pushed me out to the big wide world and said, right, just go do it. Um, and I, I think I learned from that. Uh, joining the military was a, was a big, big step in my, my leadership. Um, uh, you learn so much, so much in the military. It's, you could do a whole show on that. Um, but I, I don't think I've been a, a dedicated leader. I've always been happy to sit back in the background, but obviously offer of my um, experience along, along the way. But there have been numerous times where I've had to take that leadership role, and I think it's that ability to get a job, job done. It was probably through the military, but then um, it's more personal, I think, leadership. My perspective is that when I got into elite sport, you know, I had to lead my my own career path um, to achieve, you know, the best that I could be. Um, so I think you have to be a leader in yourself as well as a leader for other people as well.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because, again, that's where, like, having such an inspirational story, that's where I was going with, like, people having that realisation I've got to get a grip of myself and got to push myself um, to then lead others. So, So... On that note, can you tell us a little and share a little bit about your story, about how you've gone from where you were to obviously the amazing achievements that you've had and and what that looks like?
1: Yeah, it's difficult to know where to to start on that one. Um, I think if we just followed on from, maybe jump ahead a little bit, um, being that leader in yourself and that ability to say, okay, there's my dream. How do I achieve it? That's the ultimate goal how do I achieve that Um, and then is that ability to set goals break them goals down so okay next year where do I need to be okay to achieve that what do I need to do next by the end of next month what do I need to do by the end of next week what do I need to do tomorrow to reach my weekly monthly yearly goals and it it was a that's a process I learned in the military but also uh, through British Paralympic Association we had uh, sports psychologists sort sports psychologists, etc on board that uh, helped us with some goal setting plans so i think from me an individual leadership perspective i think you've got to have goals you've got to set some dreams where do you need to be set them so far that if you don't quite achieve them at least you've achieved a lot more than you would have if you set them just ahead of you uh, yeah. obviously you can uh, um, congratulate yourself on little steps along the way um even if you don't reach ultimate but that's that's been the way I've attacked my sports um it's been looking around watching other people and then saying right how do I how do I be then so again where do I need to be next year break it all down
0: yeah the, can I ask you a question so when people it it's easy to say that isn't it mm-hmm. and, and almost going into like how do you pick yourself up or how do you change your mindset like when you can spend a lot of time thinking about the dreams and they say it's that going into that action. So how do you encourage people to to get into that action mindset? Because we can talk about big goals, I always encourage, I'm exactly the same, I'm really big picture and I have to really make myself accountable for chunking that down and then leading to action. So what sort of has helped you or What has, or can you share some of the times where they haven't maybe been going right that you've had to really have that self-leadership?
1: I mean, following my accident to get into the sports um, and just transition into a a new life. I've sort of got two lives. I've lived one (laughs) pre-accident and now since being in a wheelchair 21 years, it's slightly different. Um, It feels like a new life, but um, I've always had a focus and a purpose. And Every time I wake up, I've got them to plan my day and... I have something to achieve or work towards, so I always have that ultimate goal um, and without them, so Covid, it's been difficult for me, I'm usually an outdoor guy, I'm getting stuck into all sorts of bits and pieces, I've been stuck indoors, it's been tough um, and I've not had that focus, um, so that's been a real difficult time for me, but pre that, that focusability um, how did I first get into it? Now, mate, you've got to make some big decisions, big decisions in your life, you know, do I want to do it how can I achieve it? So I said, set two dreams, can I be the best in the world at skiing and water skiing? And went, how, how do I do that? So I had a list of how do I achieve all of them, uh, that to, to reach that lofty goal. Um, so I, I gave up a job, at I ran a water sports centre in Stockton on the Tees. Um, and it was brilliant. Well, i said to him one day i'm resigning i moved to canada so i could be on snow five six days a week because i knew that was what it was going to take to be the best in the world um and i had that focus that purpose to do it but he got to make some big decisions
0: yeah so i'm i'm, I'm conscious we sort of like stepping around your achievements could you give us a little bit of like you're talking about these big goals like tell us a little bit about it's obviously going to be a short version but tell us about where you got to and how that felt that you achieved that
1: well i think the proofs in the pudding you've got to say goals purpose focus all that but then um, to actually achieve it was was pretty special it was a dream so three four years water skiing training four or five days a week on the water 20 30 sets slalom trick and jump taking diaries notes working with the best coaches in the country traveling the world to different events and then eventually my to 2006 uh, 2000 yes 2006 I won the world championships um, and I think that was the stepping stone because I realized that well, dreams were achievable I had that I ticked it off so I, I sort of put that to one side of water skiing and hundred percent concentrated on skiing it gave me more of a focus that that dream was a, a possibility and over the years, I started to win races on skiing. I got selected to to go to the Paralympics in 2006. That was incredible. I was 0.47 seconds in the downhill of winning a a medal. It would be Britain's first. Um, So gutted. So I came back four years later to Vancouver, won Britain's first ever World Cup gold medal in a downhill, 83 miles an hour on a little sit ski. Um, Absolutely frightening. But uh, went to Vancouver as the favourite for the speed events, downhill and and Super G. Um, and I crashed three days before and I severed all the tissues in my shoulder at 70 miles an hour. And um, yeah, games didn't quite go well for me after that. So, a massive disappointment. Yeah.
0: So, how did that like? That's a that's prime the- example, isn't it? Of like picking yourself back up again to then reset. Like, how long did it take you to reset that? Because obviously, that's a big when we talk about ups and downs, twists and turns in like the journey that's a down, isn't it? Or, or was it a down? Did you see it as a down? How long did you sit? Yeah. What long were you down for?
1: I still am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 12 years later, you know, I'm off to Beijing to work for General Ford on the Games. I'll be there um, watching all my, um, you know, old competitors that I used to ski against and some of them are still going and uh, watching them and I didn't quite achieve. So every time I go, it sort of digs the knife in a little bit. So um, I, didn't, I haven't got over it, but I've learned to live with it, and I've set new dreams and new challenges and have a new focus. So all that, I, if I look at the bigger picture, I said I wanted to be the best in the world at skiing. I won the World Cup downhill, and for me that feels like you know I can balance the two out and take yeah, yeah. that off. But um, yeah, I'll never get over just
0: <laughs> not medaling. <laughs> do, do you know what? You obviously alluded to obviously the fact that you're going over to the games, and it, yeah. it's amazing because we had one of my other ex-colleague Scotty Simon when he was in Bay, um, Tokyo and uh, um, when he was over in the Summer Olympics so to yeah. get somebody on the podcast that's Summer and Winter Olympics I'm quite pleased with myself, yeah, <laughs> you say. so well, I, work,
1: I worked with Scott well I met Scott well well at Rio oh
0: Rio, right okay when
1: I worked out yeah, in the oh in the fantastic world.
0: see all links together <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit obviously you're going to go out there and um, presenting commentating etc so the guys on the podcast This will be coming out just before that happens. So you can make sure you look out for for Sean. So tell me a little bit, because we talked a little bit before about the the people. As you step up the levels, the people you're surrounded by. And you've just reminded me about the fact that we always talk about you're the product of the people that you surround yourself with. And could you just share a little bit about how that's been so important in your journey? You mentioned working with coaches um but just tell us a little bit about some examples of where that was really pertinent in your journey and how that helped you move forwards
1: yeah i think that's pretty well said that uh, um your journey starts with you and ultimately ends with you but there are so many people along the way that make it so much sweeter so much more professional um and just add so much to your journey um and then along the way i've been my coaches strength and conditioning um, people on the snow, sports psychologists. I was really into that, got to be honest. At one point, but uh, listening and learning, and then getting at the start with that correct, focused mindset was was second to none. So um, you know, that's what they'll be doing in Beijing, twenty twenty two. They'll be turning off. um They won't go through a different process that they've not learned. It'll be like that. It was the World Championships last month. They'll be going through the same process at the start. But um everybody surrounding them just just sort of adds that credence but I think it's self leadership and self-promotion that is the most important and I think some of the athletes I've seen have not quite made it. Um, they've been a little bit they want everything handed on a place and not um, not got that drive to uh, to take themselves to the best level they can be and I think that's the difference between a good athlete and the best.
0: Yeah, I know you'll laugh at this. We had somebody on quite a long time ago because this will be in the 80s now, the episodes. And they'd worked with um, the Red Bull athletes and worked with high performers um, in sports. And they said quite bluntly and quite well that these guys aren't superhuman. They, they still do not like training. I think the difference is that they're super focused on the outcome. Um, but you might have a, an example of that. But I wanted to pick up on like the the mindset side of things and I'm exactly the same like it, it's maybe a military fide, the fact just get stuff done and that mindset of and then of like the the I don't even know how to put it the the psychology of it and and I'm the same we it's only since I've been out there's maybe become a bigger topic and that's out there like psychological safety in teams and trust and I've learned the word procrastination (laughs) i didn't know if that existed in the military because you just get stuff done so tell us a little bit about because i'm conscious that the the audience listening now are wanting to level up their their skill set their abilities and stuff and sometimes you can go into places that you're either uncomfortable or just don't think it's worth your time tell us a little bit about your experience in finding that valuable
1: um it was quite a big question, but if I can just take sort of yeah, one of it, um, Sorry. <laughs> it was. I think it's all about stepping stones. Um, okay. You know these Red Bull athletes, extreme X Games. You know people say, "God, how do you do them crazy things?" And we all watch it on YouTube and TV and say, "But they never started there. Mm. They started by, if it's ski, for instance, strapping on a pair of skis and piling like everybody else. But they've just trained. They've worked hard." They have that experience and they've had a progression that have took them to the next step, the next step. When you see somebody doing a triple backflip, didn't start on a triple backflip, they did a single. And they did a double and then a triple. And it takes a lot of time. And I think that's like leadership, like business, like your personal development. It's just stepping stones. And you just got to go to the next one each time. Uh, before you know it, you'll be looking down going, where did I go? come from?
0: Yeah, amazing. So tell us a little bit about what your obviously we've gone through obviously you you've done so much but then i'm conscious about what's next mm-hmm. i'll like, say if you are you are you still dreaming big are you still going for like what's your next thing what does 2022 and 2023 look like for you yeah well,
1: following my retirement in skiing about 2012 i already had other plans because um i've got fed up of competing against other people and i thought Compete against myself and the elements. So um, we decided to try and snow kite across the largest glacier in Europe, which is in Iceland, 207 kilometers, five, vol- five volcanoes, uh, lava, sinkholes, rock fields, and crevasses. So yeah, no problem. Four of us, all our kit, dragging it behind us, using a, k- a kite to take us across. So we failed in 2014. We completed it in 2016. We then went on to Norway did the, the, the most the difficult, most difficult. Uh, endurance kite racing the world so there's always something new um, and we've got a few more of them up and coming as well so i'm still aiming to do some big adventures um, in the outdoor world because i just love being in the middle and of nowhere you know pitching a tent and all that um but i've got into flying so i've just bought an airplane i passed my pilot's license about six years ago in yeah. um, a little micro light 2 seater. Then i got into paramotoring because i wanted to speed fly down the mountain in my sit ski. Uh, look it up if you want to know what speed flying is. Brilliant. But um, I crashed my paramotor, fell out this guy from 40 feet. The wing collapsed and I hit the deck. So the wife said, I've got to get back into a fixed wing. So now I have bought an aeroplane. I'm getting it adapted. And then from then, the world's my oyster. I'm going to travel all around, hopefully around Europe, just me, my wheelchair, an aeroplane, and a tent. Can't, can't wait.
0: Amazing. Do you know what? Talk about a good way of finishing a podcast. Because again, that's we had a chat, didn't we, about it's not specifically directly linked to leadership. But I know that your adventure and your achievement infectious, isn't it? And, and again, when you're feeling a bit low or you're feeling a little bit like, what am I doing? Like somebody might be in the corporate rat race. Somebody might be having some issues in a leadership team. And I think sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone listening to other people's stories can really give a, a pick-up and a bit of a, that's really inspiring. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Have you got any lasting words?
1: Well, I, just on that, I think it's quite important. And this, this, this is an old saying, it's like we work to live, not live to work. Um, you've got to find that balance. But at the same time, set yourself some challenges outside of the work environment. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you'll have a. Much more
0: fulfilling life. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming and and spending some time with us on the podcast. So, ladies and gents, if you enjoyed that, make sure you hit subscribe on the YouTube channel, follow us on your podcast provider. Every Wednesday at 6 a.m., we've got another amazing guest coming along. And I say this every time, and it's starting to happen now a lot more than it ever did. Make sure you send me a message on either social media or personal DM me some of your takeaways because every single person is slightly different and it's lovely to hear some of the inspirations or the little nuggets of information that are helping you along on your leadership journey. So Sean, thank you so much again.
1: You're welcome. Nice to speak. And
0: we'll see everybody again next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.